Welcome to the Everything Eichler podcast brought to you by Bass Pro and Cabela's. And I am here with one of my favorite people in the industry, Reza Lesser. Thank you for coming. Oh, no, it's been great. So we're we actually had, at the end of the trip right now. Yeah, that's true. We're at the end of the trip. Um, Reza, you're in marketing, and I want people to know what a cool job she has. You're in marketing at Leupold. Yeah. I mean, how much fun is that? It's amazing. Um, I've been at Leupold actually 12 years, so almost 13 but yeah, I'm on the marketing team there, and um, it's I, I, the time's been flying by. I had no idea it'd be this much fun, and, and to be passionate about what you do every single day is a bonus for me. So And get to yeah. work with cool people. Yeah. And like your knowledge of the products at Loophole has always impressed me. When I talk to you, she's like, you know, correcting me something. Fred, that's the blah, blah, blah. But one of the cool things for me, everybody I've met at Loophole is a hardcore end user from the president, Bruce. I got to hunt with mm-hmm. Bruce. And I mean, that's a guy that's like super in shape, running up and down the mountains, hardcore hunter. Um, your husband, Tim, who <laughs> looks like a, it's ridiculous. Tim's that guy that just, he's taller than me, he's stronger than me, just drives me crazy. But your husband's a cool dude. He also guided in Wyoming, yep. which is super neat. So Tim's got a ton of experience um, and he's very involved in the product design too isn't he yeah he's actually um heading the product development side yeah so Mm -hmm. what i love about that is when you look at products and you go who came up with this or you know what a great idea this is and things like the cds i mean loophole kind of drove that whole thing but the fact that your husband tim and product development yeah you know was a guide is a hardcore outdoorsman a ton of the engineers have been out here hunting with me a lot of you know the sales guys. We we've had a whole myriad of people that have come out hunting from Leupold, and one thing that remains the same is that all of them are hardcore end users. Whether it's shooters, hunters, and this week, pretty dang cool. But Shane, who is the director of marketing for Leupold, came out and did something pretty cool. Yeah, that was um, I couldn't believe it when he told me what he wanted to do. So uh, Shane, the director, um, I was a bad influence. Yeah, you were. We've been giving Shane a really bad time over the last few years because a lot of us have been picking up, you know, archery or, you know, if we were avid, you know, waterfowl or, you know, people are kind of stepping out of their comfort zone just because you're around it so much, you know, and you have a chance to go out and be field savvy, which is one of our core values at the company. Um, Shane decided that he wanted to do archery and, um, you know, that's how we extend our season so we can be in the field more often and, you know, kind of manage around our busy schedules. And not only did he decide he was going to do archery, but he decided he wanted to do trad bow. And he said that, and everybody on the team just froze. We're like, no way. Yeah, jump and from a rifle, which he's yeah. an experienced rifle no, hunter. 100%. Jump from a rifle to a recurve bow. Yeah, recurve bow. So then we're like, okay, well, there's really only one person you can call at this point because Fred's very accomplished. I mean, can you tell me about the species that you've taken? <laughs> I've been fortunate. I mean, yeah, okay, kind of a big deal. He's humble on himself. But to do what Fred's done, you know, it's it's you can't have a better teacher or mentor so Shane called you on the phone actually oh yeah we got him set up with a recurve and then it was it was awesome because he he had a million questions you know what I mean he's like okay what do I so walking him through shooting a traditional bow and he takes direction amazing you know what I mean he was like okay now I did this and I would get pictures of his groups yeah I mean check this out yeah but he came out this week and shot a beautiful antelope with his recurve bow which and he made a great shot sat in the blind it's not easy to sit in a blind for you know 15 hours a day as you know because yeah. you harvested I've your first animal with a bow out here 100%. so super cool so chain neat trip 
then you came out with a bear tag. And we have had, me and Riza, some pretty rough bear hunts. Uh, yeah, I think we tried to piece it all together. I think this is my fourth Colorado bear tag. And uh, we weren't sure we were going to punch this one because it's oh. something freaky happens every time I land. It's a monsoon or that was snowing right yeah. when I got here. Yeah, 12 inches of snow yeah. in September. Yeah. So fourth tag, this is probably about 20 plus days that I've spent either in a blind, sitting in a field, spot and stalking, you know, you name it. But Don't, I make, mean, me, don't make me feel like a bad guy though because normally not. we smoke them. Oh yeah. No, it's <laughs> normally I land back home in Portland and I'll get a text message and be like, hey, Trent just went out for an hour and a half and look at the bear he got. And yeah. I'm just like, I don't even know what to say right now. I'm just going to end this text message and be like, I didn't think there were bears in Colorado because it's not... I have just haven't had the opportunity to see one where I've had a tag and a rifle and everything together. So well, right before you even came, we had the crew oh, from Hornady. I had you know Jason Hornady, his son Alex. We had Renee from Hornady, and then we had you know his pilot Shannon. You know we had a bunch of great guys out here, and they went three out of four on bears. Two of them monsters over five hundred pounds, and I literally <laughs> called Reese. I'm like, we're golden. It's looking great. Weather's terrific. Hot. Bears are moving all over, hitting acorns, hitting water. I think we got a real good chance of getting a bear down. And then, boom, freak snowstorm, 12 inches of snow. I got tents collapsing, all kinds of crazy stuff. And this does not surprise me at all because I just know something's going to happen. The minute I say, I, I tell anybody that I'm going to Colorado to see if I can fill the bear tag. So, But what's yes. cool? What did you always tell me you wanted? Oh, well, worse than anything. Worse than anything, when I found out that there were color flays black bears, which we don't really have in Oregon, um, I was like, okay. And then I saw them, and you kind of have this blonde colored one in the other room that's a full taxidermy mount and everything. But then I heard there were the cinnamon colored ones. And I'm like, there's ginger bears? Are you serious? Okay, well, if I could have one bucket list request, like, just make this difficult. A, I can't see bears. And then B, <laughs> you know, the odds of it being a black bear and solid black is probably going to be my luck. I wanted the cinnamon bear. And yesterday, I got pretty emotional about it because it, I finally got my chance, had the tag, had the opportunity, and was able to successfully punch that tag last night. So. Oh, it was such a cool hunt. And that's that's what's fun is watching people. I get to watch a lot of people. And I get to watch a lot of people make mistakes. And you have never pulled the trigger on a bear. You, you and Michelle, I think, one time saw a bear and you held the shot because it was in some grass. But to watch you, we spotted the bear from the left going through a beautiful mountain meadow. We'll post a picture of this bear because it is absolutely gorgeous. Oh, stunning. Beautiful cinnamon color. But you were sitting right next to me. And you had your 300, which was impressive, too. You're shooting a 300, I got to say. But shooting a 300, had a CDS dial, so in case we had a long shot, she could oh. dial the range. And all of a sudden, I'm like, there he is, bear to the left. So you picked up, I mean, just like that, she picks up the gun, p- picks up the death grip, which is a tripod, spins, the bear stops. Well, you, oh. it's your story. T- I mean, because I'm freaking no, out. No, Fred's a much better storyteller well, I was than freaking I am, out. but... Yeah, so, I mean, we decided to stage up, and we got this gorgeous backdrop of the mountain, and we've heard that bears have been coming into camp. Oh, yeah, those guys have been seeing a ton of bears eating acorns, tried to break into their Yeti cooler. Oh, yeah, we have photos of them, you know, tear marks, bite marks on the side of the coolers, and they're like, we have a problem. Yeah, we got a lot of bears up here. If you guys could help us out, that would be awesome. So we were like, we'll be there. Yeah, so we're we're staged, assuming that the bear's going to follow the pattern and sneak into camp, you know, while they're gone. And so we're kind of watching the hillside for this to happen. And of course, it's coming in on the most awkward side for us, just in the wide open where we're fully exposed. The bear's 
it's totally cruising through the grass in the meadow. In the wide open. No trees, oh, anything. No. The last place, really, I thought he would come from. And they're so silent, which I knew that's the case. But when you actually are surprised and they're right there, I just I just don't think I was ready. I thought you were kind of messing with me. And you were like, he's right there. I never joke and about I honey. spin. But yeah, you no, joke so much, I do though. joke a lot. I joke yeah. a lot. But, I've, but I'll never, I'm not that guy to be like, oh, right there. I never do. Yeah, that. no. Uh, you've never done that to me. I'm just giving you a bad time. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm facing completely 90 degrees the wrong direction. And I've got a tripod now in the way and my rifle that was on the ground for safety reasons. And then I get, and then I promised my husband that I, since I was borrowing some of his gear as well, that I wouldn't be damaging it because I'm pretty hard on my stuff um but so i kind of grabbed both and kind of had to turn and rotate and at that point the bear was broadside and then had eyed us and had like locked on to our location and so now i'm like get the safety off let's get a good rest see if i can make this happen and i'm watching him and i'm like reza you better make this shot count because he, he looks like he's the bolt and you had time to grab a camera yeah i was ready with it but i bet if we look at it i bet you turn i bet you lifted the tripod moved the gun, took the safety off, got on the bear and shot within four seconds. It felt like an eternity to me because <laughs> my heart had stopped. A, there's a bear coming in that I wanted to see. He's absolutely gorgeous. And now I'm looking at him through a reticle and he's staring at me. And I'm just like, where is the perfect shot placement on that? And then I executed the shot. I didn't wait for anything else. And I'm like, I it took, seized the moment. Perfect and he shot. ran like a hundred yards and kind of just balled up in the trees and... I, I got, I, I lost it at that point in time because I was just so pleased at how everything had gone down. And I knew that with everything that I've endured on trying to find them and everything on all the stress you put on yourself and all of the guys rooting for me and everything like it, it was very emotional. I'm getting emotional talking about uh -oh. it now, but um, it just, it meant so much to me. Well, you know? and what was cool is how you put in the time and you mentioned that and it's emotional. You know, we were talking to one of my guides, Tim, and he's like, oh, Reza. I got emotional when I shot one and I get emotional sometimes. And that's yeah. the beautiful thing, but you put in and you know, I give you a ton of credit on that. You sat all day at, at water holes. I mean, from dawn till dark, we had just hiked probably a couple miles mm -hmm. um, earlier yesterday up a big Canyon, um, found some super fresh bear tracks yeah. that we had just missed, came all the way down. We had been glassing hillsides, um, we saw one bear on, some, on a property that we couldn't hunt. That yeah. was another beautiful boar, and uh, it just worked out. But you yeah. never once, you were you were excited to be out there. You busted your tail. If I said sit here, you were like, okay, I'm great. You sat there. So it was really neat to see it all come together, and that's hunting. Anybody that hunts knows that. I mean, if you went out and got one every time. Um, oh, if it had happened that quickly and it was my first, I don't think I would have had as much respect in admiration for them, but I had to learn so much about them, where, why they would live in certain areas with the acorns and need access to water, how quiet they are, you know, listening for the branches to snap. And then, that, oh yeah. And the oak brush. Cause we came close yeah, the other night. We, we Like you said, we heard branches snapping from a bear eating acorns. Yeah. And then you're like, did the wind swirl? You don't, it's so many things can go wrong and everything went right on this one. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was amazing. But I mean, yeah, I'm just one part of the whole story of all of us that have been out here with you. And I just want to tell people like how fortunate we are to get the opportunities to come out and learn from you, you know, like Shane did on the recurve because he came with like three different arrow lengths and not sure which one was the right grouping. And you kind of got him dialed in and made sure broadheads were on there and and honestly entrusted him with what you taught him to be on his own. Right. To, oh, to judge exactly. if he could take the shot and. And, and he made some great decisions and yeah. sat there and practiced before he even went out out of the, you know, I put him in a muddy blind and 
he took some shots and that's to me that's what's neat is is sharing all that stuff and you know like tim teaching me about the cds's or i called your husband you know when i was working with some stuff and he said fred here's what you need to do with these you know the inclination declination features and a lot of the range finders you know there's so much technology and and so many things that go into products uh for me that's been just one of the things that's been amazing about working with with the whole crew over there because everybody's a hardcore end user. And just like I like to think I've taught some of the guys and some of the gals over there some things, I've learned a lot from you guys and, you know, your husband or Bruce about some of the products that you guys have and how cutting edge you guys are. I mean, the Be Relentless, that's not just a catchphrase over at Loophole, right? Like you guys are all pretty, you have to be hardcore to, to work there, I think. That's like part of the deal. Yeah, and, and you know, even Bruce will say, you know, when you meet him, not everybody in the entire company has to be a hunter or a shooter or, or whatever, but to, to be field savvy and understand what we're doing every single day, whether it be, you know, providing equipment to the our, our military, you know, and the guys defending the line, you know, keep everything normal and, you know, just the stuff that we, you know, take pride in what we're building and then to do and put out the best products possible, Right. That's it. So whether it be relentless, you know, in the field, whatever that moment is for you, we're trying to go and produce the best. Um, Just so happens that a lot of our sales marketing product team are also field savvy and spend a lot of time, you know, whether it be archery or waterfowl or rifle or, you know, pistol shooting and target steel targets, whatever that is, we're taking that knowledge and constantly trying to better ourselves. Right. So being the best is not good enough. Whenever you get there, you're going to constantly push yourself. And I think that's where we get a lot of the advantages with our product development side of things, whether it be CDS styles and being able to custom cut one that I dropped in, you know, here for the elevation at 7,000 feet because I live and at the sea level range. 300. The temperature range is different. Is it snowing? You know, things like that affect performance. And so the fact that I can just take and not even remove that scope from my rifle, the 300 that I just had, you know, or, you know, used in Arizona then switched out the dial for Oregon, then switched a different dial back in for Colorado. Never once had to do that. Just have to check zero. It's pretty amazing. So yeah, I was I, I was comfortable with my gear and I had the um, VX6 on there um, and I was ready to take a longer shot and you'd be put in the time practicing and you know, I didn't need to turn the dial at this point. But, right. but you had the option. Yeah. That's what's nice yeah. if you needed it. I took a tour through Loopold and I, I'm glad you brought that up. The military stuff and I know you can't talk a lot about that but Loopold has a lot of military and it was so neat contracts and things like that where you guys do stuff for not only law enforcement but uh, but military as well. And one of the really cool things I was going through and I'm like, I see all this stuff and I'm like, Oh, what's that over there? And literally like, I'm going through the tour and they're like, yeah, that's military stuff. We can't even show you that. I'm like, please. They're like, yeah, no, you can't check that out, Fred. Well, we take, I mean, a lot of our stuff is proprietary and we're constantly trying to innovate stuff. So yeah, we're probably not going to be trying to share that with the general public. So we do make you guys sign non-disclosure agreements and stuff. But when you did the factory tour, you kind of got to hear a little bit of a history of what we are, right? You know, we started as water serving equipment and then, you know, Marcus kind of went hunting with his family and then had something fog up on him and decided, Hey, you know what? We can make this gear waterproof. Why can't I make a rifle scope better? And that's kind of the birthplace of what Leupold then, you know, Leupold and Stevens and then moving in from water serving equipment into rifle scopes. That's how we took that technology and, and was innovative in that and moved it. So it was like 1947, we came out with the Plainsman. Um, you know, the first waterproof, fog-proof rifle scope. And we've been constantly pushing ourselves since then. That's never enough, you know, so. What I love is when you go through the, when you go through the plant, they're so proud of the performance and the stories behind a lot of 
whether it's binoculars or the scopes or the rangefinders or anything, there's like a wall and it's got, I love that. And it's got scopes in it. Like the scope, you know, fell off. You know, I lost my rifle when it came out of my scabbard when I was crossing a river in Alberta and they found it like four years later when the river went down and here's the scope and it's so perfectly clear. Like there's all kinds of stories and so many yeah scopes that have been sent in and gear and i'm like that's really cool and i love that you guys are are proud of that and the gold ring has always signified for you guys quality but also and and i think it's important to talk about you guys have something for the whole spectrum like the freedom yeah you know look at the freedom line you know my dad was like Man, I, oh, yeah, we got him that freedom. Yes. Was it two to seven? Which yeah. one we put on? Yeah. My, my dad's like, this is what I shoot. And, you know, the fact that you guys can even renovate, like we took Michelle's oh. dad's scope, our boy's grandfather. Um, he had a scope that was like 50 years old, 40 or 50 yeah. years old on an old 257 Roberts. And we were able to bring that in and update it to where the boys are now using it with a CDS. Yeah. So they put a CDS dial on a loophole that was, you know, older than all the boys yeah. that their grandfather had harvested animals with, that Michelle had harvested animals with, um, I had harvested animals with, and now the boys have an updated CDS, which yeah. basically almost made that a new setup. They could all of a sudden take that 257 Roberts and with the CDS dial, make shots 100 to 400 yards and, and accurately and, and precision. So it was really neat that they're still using that rifle, which has become a family heirloom. Yeah, that's a special one for sure. I remember when you guys brought that in. But, yeah, I mean, that's what the product team does. You know, we're there, whether it was the Black Widow Spider reticle that we had originally had and, you know, maybe we need to change it out for someone, you know, that's stuff that we need to be able to do with the technology. So, yeah, we've got a lot of that um stuff happening inside and I'm glad that we did that for your scope but yeah we we just have a lot of new things constantly coming but we also know that since it's a lifetime guarantee we better keep the technology on how to work take apart you know recondition check gear you know for seasons because a lot of people have that emotional attachment to that rifle scope right so it's not that you want to go and oh if it's scratched you want to go just swap it out and and you know buy a different one you want that exact scope yeah, back. Right? You earned that scratch. It may have been yeah. doll sheep hunting or, you know, 100%. elk hunting. Like you shot a beautiful bull with your Oh, yeah. You know, that. Oh, yeah. It's all scratched up. And I'm like, these, I call them beauty marks. There you the go. Way. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. I like so, that. Yeah, but it's it's special, right? And so, you know, everybody has their lucky gear and all of that stuff. Your lucky hats, whatever it is. Yeah, it's um, a little dirty. I'm, yeah, but yeah, that way we're, we're able to, to, to constantly use even what we've already manufactured and, and where we're going to. And we always keep that in mind, too. So. We've got new technology here with the full draw four um, that you were a part of with us too. And, you know, we're taking into account the fact that, you know, as technology is improving in archery and you need to know your velocity is different than what Shane's would be and, you know, angle compensation and all that stuff. So being able to have a team that's constantly working on that and saying what we have is great and it's probably the best in the industry, but it's not enough, right? So we take that specialty and just say, how can we make it better? How do we make the gear better for the end user? Um, and that comes from a lot of time out in the field. Like, and, and people that are end users. And again, that's, that's so huge to me. And anybody that's listened to my podcast has heard me complain about engineers. <laughs> you know, I, because I, I do. Like, I complain about engineers all the time because I look like my, my truck out there. I'm like, who designed this? I can't get to this. I can't replace this. Did this guy ever spend any time in a truck? And it's so nice that people like 
your husband Tim or the engineers are actually end users because they're coming up with stuff that makes sense. Because a lot of engineers design things, and you know darn well they haven't used them in the field. Because otherwise they would have designed them way differently. Yeah. But that's what I like about working with a lot of your team is because you guys are not only open for ideas. Like I was in on a cool conference call. This is uh, I'm jumping subjects. I was in. Do a you really, have a non-disclosure on that one? Oh, but I you won't can talk tell a ton. Theme. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll be. I'll be. The th- I'll, I'll give it the theme. But this is the kind of thing that impressed me about Loopold. We were on a conference call with multiple guides and outfitters, guys that make a living in the field, looking through optics. I mean, I was on the phone with other guys, all that I respect. You know what I mean? That International are, too. Yeah. Yeah, all over the place that are hardcore hunters. I mean, I'm in the field every day. I mean, I look through binoculars almost every day. I mean, maybe not on Christmas. Eh, sometimes, <laughs> but yeah. it's a come on. It's you all... took a day off and you shot birds. That's true. You that's had true. Downtime, <laughs> and everybody's out waterfowl hunting the day that we get that's, here. So that's true. And we're checking limiting them out. out on teal. You know, like there is no off switch for Fred Eichler in the no, team. No, so. I'm not good at off. But it was so neat that you guys did that. I mean, it was it showed me how much respect you guys have for people that are in the field every day. And Leopold recognized that, like, man, there's guys out in the field every single day using this stuff. And the fact that you had a team of us on there, and I was proud to be a part of that group, but offering our suggestions on different products. See, I, I see how I skirted around yeah. exactly what it was um, about different products, what we liked, what we thought could be different, what would help us be more efficient as guides in the field. Because not only was every, not only was everybody on that phone call, you know, a hardcore hunter themselves, mm-hmm. almost all of us were guides and outfitters that, you know, people pay us to come out and hunt. And so it's super important on little qualities. Um, so that was really a neat phone call to me. But oh. when I, when you make a living doing what I'm doing, um, and a lot of those other guys, there are a lot of people out there. It doesn't matter if you're a guide, an outfitter, or just somebody that respects the animal enough to have really good gear. For me being able, like the low light gathering that you guys have put, oh, yeah. put you know, for me being able to lift up my binoculars and go, yes, that's a legal bull, or no, it's not a legal bull, mm-hmm. or that's a boar. Um, or no, that's a sow with cubs or, Hey, that's that, you know, that's that 180 inch mule deer you've been looking for Yeah. or no, he's missing a tine and you know, animals, the majority of them are moving early morning, late evening, you know, or antelope that are super hard to judge. You know, there's a lot of things that you really need that equipment in the field for. And you guys have kind of been cutting edge. Talk a little bit about some of those cool things that you guys have implemented. I think our observation line is probably some of the most overlooked um, side of it. And it's just because maybe we haven't been doing enough focus on explaining what low light transmission is and what's important and clarity, you know, so you can see the brown tines um, against the backdrop of the leaves and that that last 30 minutes and the first 30 minutes of the day are the most critical because, I mean, we as we've seen driving around the ranch and what the other guides would tell you, you know, it's that time, that magical time you need to be able to see what's going on. Is it worth sneaking across, you know? Well, like the animals we've had this week, we've had animals hit where the guides needed to know Mm -hmm. where was that bull hit? I need to see a yeah. blood spot, yeah. an arrow. You know, we had a guy shoot a bull with a muzzleloader the other day. We had one killed with a bow while you were yep. here. And that instant feedback, where where did the bullet hit? Where did the arrow hit? Yeah, uh, You have to know that. Yeah. So you know how to take up the trail or whether you do take up the trailer or sit back. Yeah. So I've been listening to a lot of their phone calls going back and forth like, okay, I saw it hit here and, you know, it was turned in this direction and it ran up, you know, through this cut or whatever's going on um yeah that's 
that's great. And, you know, we'll never settle for that. We're going to constantly push and try and find a way of making it even better for you guys to make your jobs easier. You know, whether we needed to renovate our folded light path spotting scope, which we kind of designed to be durable for packing and, and doing stuff, you know, for the military. Um, and then we came out with a more angled eyepiece because we, we paid attention to listen. You know, you're like, hey, if I'm glassing for hours on the hillside, I need to feel relaxed and, and have my head at the, you know, a comfortable yeah, angle. So I'm not head having, down. Like, yeah, for exactly. neck strain, right? Or like, or I want a straight eyepiece because, you know, we can do window mounts during our, you know, antelope season and we can clip that on there and, and take a peek. So we're constantly listening. And even if it seems like we're not making the changes fast enough, it's happening inside. It sometimes takes a lot when you're manufacturing everything down to the tooling the machines that are building all of these parts and components it does take some time and craftsmanship and that's where i think we have something very special you know going on in oregon so yeah you guys really do and and there's a ton of people employed there and here's a question i get a lot and i want you to touch (laughs) base on this because i get a lot of people a lot of young people that'll watch or even guys that are in jobs or women that are in jobs that they go i'm not really passionate about what i'm doing you know i'm a air conditioner repairman, or I do this, or I do that. And it's, 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 it's maybe my job and it's how I pay the bills, but I'm not passionate about it. Where do people go? Is it loophole.com? If people were looking to see what openings, cause oh. you've got an amazing job. Your husband's got an amazing job because both work at loophole, a ton of the other people, Shane. I mean, a lot of the people that I've met, even the guys that are in the factory that are actually hands-on oh, and, the, and working the on the product equipment. line manager for mounts. You've oh, had yeah. some of our optical engineers out here. I, you got had to arm, graphic- I got to arm wrestle one of your oh. giant, Sieta is in product uh, Sieta, service. Yeah. Sieta is a monster. He's a monster. Yeah, he's a big dude. I did arm wrestlement. I didn't win. but We didn't. We knew you weren't going to. That's why we said that There's one no up. reason There's to say that. There's a YouTube video out there somewhere. There's no reason to say that. I thought I had him. No, he's, <laughs> he's a monster. But, you know, if somebody's looking for a job, a lot of oh. people are like, how do I get involved or how do I look and see if Loopold's looking well, for somebody? Where would they go? Um, Well, there's two things. So loophole.com is our website. Uh, You'll see a lot of things um, featured on there. There's some tabs. We do a field to table series. Your wife's recipes have been featured on there. That's in there. We have a mount selector, you know, a feature in there. If you want to get a dial cut, there's different tabs in there. I encourage you to go explore. Some of the cool things that we have are a VIP program. So whether you're law enforcement, a guide and outfitter, you know, um, there's a lot of, you know, shooting instructor. There's all of these different drop downs that you can go and apply and that we want to reward you and, and have you be part of the team because it helps grow our knowledge base and field savvy, you know, to be a part of that. So um, please go and sign up on that. But then there is a tab too for loophole careers. Uh, so, I mean, I checked it and I started as a temp there 12 plus years ago. Um, Shane was our product line developer for observation equipment. You know what I mean? And a lot of us have just been, we found that passion and and drive and and loophole's been a tremendous family-owned business this entire time that i think a lot of us we just blinked and time flew by you know um but yeah so go to the website and check that out we've got a great human resource team that can answer any of the questions that you have too so yeah there's a lot of information up there so a lot of opportunities which is cool to me podcasts we've got all kinds of content there so if you need to go and educate yourself on product we have product videos fred's got a cds video that's on there you know we do a lot to try and answer questions because it's it's can be a little overwhelming when you're trying to figure out what binocular do I need and yeah. why and what power and what what about works these best for me like crosshairs I get people that, that are blown away and didn't even know oh. there's so many options you know what I mean that they can choose for different crosshair options yeah yep yeah which is really I mean to me that's one of the neat things about it too is that you can get educated so check out loophole.com um I do I do have to end with this though I do have to say You've uh-huh. been out here a couple times. No, this is this is a compliment to you. But 
you know, there's very few people as a, as a guide, when you get out there and I go straight to work, it's like, okay, I'm doing stuff. You maybe, uh, and just a handful of people that have ever jumped in and helped me skin every, everything you've ever harvested though, whether it was your antelope, whether it was your turkey, you did your turkey. I did part of it. And you're like, okay, I'm going to do the rest. The bear you jumped. I mean, she was like, let's, let's do this. You jumped right in because we literally, I skinned her bear, <laughs> caped it out, quartered it, back straps, tenderloins through the back, you know, the whole nine yards. And you were right in there skinning the whole thing, packing it out. I, well, was, I was impressed. I'm glad you took it as a positive because sometimes I feel like as you've got someone new and I've never harvested a bear before, you know, I yeah, But you've skinned other know. stuff. Yeah, yeah, elk and deer. And I've told you yeah. like, oh, I'm trying Antelope. these tricks or the gutless method or there's, so, it's just overwhelming. There's so many different ways to do it and everybody has their own sweet spot on how they can explain it. But watching, you know, where to make the cuts and all of that. So I appreciate you being patient with me because I'm sure you've been like, Risa, I could be done in 10 minutes if I didn't have you in here no, trying, you? To, trying to add, you know, and, and do, do it myself. But it was important to me and I wanted to learn and take the opportunity because you have so much content out there. I mean, we joke as a family, we watch like, how do you turn in the ears you know and how do you get it completely caped out you know if you want to get it tanned or on a rug I I would have messed that up so many times I learned a lot and I just wanted to say thank you and I love getting my hands dirty and, and learning from you so you were in there <laughs> elbow deep and bare grease and just and helping me with the whole nine yards so that was really cool and I can honestly say the whole crew over there has, has, has impressed me because they are end users. But I hope you'll come back. Customer service. Give me the customers. I want to end with a customer service number because you guys have a heck of a customer service department. 1-800-LOOPOLD. 1-800-LOOPOLD. So if you have a question, man, I mean, I've got a bunch of my clients that have called and even called in the field. Oh, yeah. And, and been like, uh, hey. And I've always been impressed with that. So, you know, customer service, 1-800-LOOPOLD. If you have a question, if you're looking at a product and you go, mm, what's going to best fit my needs or if you have loophole product you want to learn more about it um they've got a pretty impressive customer service department too yeah yeah we're available by phone email um all of it's on there there's a lot of content that probably answers a lot of the questions on the website already so but yeah it's it's been awesome i want to say thank you very much for 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 tolerating me coming back multiple times and spending that many days in the field, your Love wife, it. all of the guides have been amazing. I've had a couple of days with all of them, you know. And we went duck hunting. That was oh, pretty fun. Limited out on teal. We ate that that night. You have an amazing oh. chef that were cooked. That made the teal right then. Yeah, which Reese. you were plucking, hand oh, yeah. plucking. Oh, yeah. I learned how to do that, and that was my first duck. And then we had it that evening, and, and even the new hunters coming in got to share in that. So And you got to see guys with elk coming in and oh. deer, and that's kind of fun, too. I, I have to say, Fred's got something special here because uh -oh. we're, every day we all get back to camp. It's like, how did it go? Tell me tell me what happened. And whether it be people taking their shoes off and sneaking across or getting 25 yards line? from an elk, a mountain line coming in 20 yards, which I'm glad that was not me. One of the guides, Zach, yeah, called in a beautiful bull. And yeah. uh, the guys had it at like, I think, 40 yards, and they were trying to get a shot, and it just didn't give the bow hunters a shot. And they turn around, and there's a mountain lion 20 yards from them that had snuck in <laughs> to my guide calling, which not only, you know, shows you how good he can call, but that mountain lion was right there. I'm glad they spotted They literally are throwing <sighs> rocks and running it out, him and the two clients that he had that uh, that work with Four Rivers, which I think they're one of John Deere's largest yeah. um, dealers, but really cool. Those guys were you got out Montana there. decoy guys here. Yeah. You know, we President a little bit of, of everything. Decoy. Yep, I got to meet him, and I think we're all rooting for each other. You know, you check in, and then, you know, people who have even left camp that you cross paths with are calling to see, and they're saying, oh, you raised the gutter bear. You know, it's just nice. 
such a cool special thing that Fred and Michelle have going on here. So if you ever get the opportunity, I'm sure you can go online. You've got enough fans and well, thanks. We see if a, you can squeeze into one of his hunts. So. <laughs> well, we have a good time. Hey, thanks for watching the podcast. Check out loophole.com and check out a picture of Reese's beautiful cinnamon bear because we got it done. Thank you. Thanks, Fred. <laughs>